Praise the Lord, everyone. Amen. We're having a little technical difficulties up here this morning. Our microphone's going going out on us. It's good to be here today. It's good to see each and everybody out uh, in the house of the Lord. We want to welcome you who are watching by means of the live stream today. As you can look around and see, we've got uh, several people that are out. A lot of folks is already in Hot Springs. This coming week is our uh, youth camp and also the uh, the conference. That's one reason why I'm kind of dressed down right now. I'm dressed for traveling. As soon as um, we uh, do the worship, we're going to have to get on the road. we got about a six-hour drive ahead of us, and service starts in Hot Springs at 7 o'clock tonight. So we don't have uh, much time to... Uh, uh, to get there, but uh, we're just glad to be here today. It's good to see you here, as we've already said, um, and I've announced already this is our um, our conference in Hot Springs. It will, first service will be tonight, and the service will uh, be um, uh, Monday, all day Monday, Monday night, all day Tuesday, Tuesday night, and expecting to have some great um, times in the Lord in Hot Springs. Um, also, um, in that, we will not be having a midweek service this Wednesday night because we will be coming back from Hot Springs. Don't know exactly what time we'll get back in. So there will not be a midweek service this coming week. Um, I want to remind everybody that uh, on the 22nd, Saturday, uh, we're having uh, the birthday bash for our First Lady. It turned the big seven zero, and we uh, <laughs> Amen. That's uh, coming up down at Mosswright Park in Goodlesville. Hope that you can be uh, be there for that. The time will be four thirty to seven thirty. That's the time they got to be invited for. From four thirty to seven thirty, there is a um, a sign up sheet on the board there in the hallway. Uh, for you to sign up to uh, to bring something, and uh, so um, we'll be looking forward to that. And then the following week, the last Saturday is going to be a fellowship meeting, and it's going to be here this time. We have this fellowship with um, the church in Bowling Green, and they will be coming down, <laughs> uh, and uh, we'll be having fellowship service at 5 o'clock. Uh, on uh, that Saturday evening, and uh, <laughs> we will probably be putting up a um, a little sign up sheet for that as well, because we'll have a little uh, uh, some snacks, refreshment after it's over with. When we was up there, they uh, they served us all with something to eat, so we're going to uh, want to provide something in the fellowship hall after the fellowship service is over with, but. Um, Remember that, think about it, and um, um, we're just believing for a great time. Brother Stevens will be the main speaker uh, of that. He is the pastor now. He's the man who took over for Brother Penrod, and uh, he's never ministered here before, and so I, I asked him to speak for us so everybody can get better acquainted with him. And um, so we're looking forward to... Um, to that, um, I believe that is all of our announcements. So we're going to get to our devotional reading today. 
Uh, and I've chosen some scripture in 1 Samuel chapter 30. And we're going to begin reading uh, from verse 1 and down through verse 6. And this is what it reads like. Now it happened when David and his men came to Ziklag on the third day that the Amalekites had invaded the south and Ziklag, attacked Ziklag and burned it with fire, and had taken captive the women and those um, who were small or to great. They did not kill anyone, but carried them away and went their way. So David and all his men came to the city, and there it was, burned with fire, and their wives and their sons and their daughters had been taken captive. Then David said to the people who were uh, with, uh, uh, then, uh, I lost my place, my, my glasses is fogging up on me here. Um, and David and the people who were with him lifted up their voice and wept until they had no more power to weep. And David's two wives, Abinahim and the Jezreelites and Abigail, the widow of Nabal, the Carmelite, had been taken captive. Now David was greatly distressed, for the people spoke of stoning him, because the soul of all the people were grieved, every man for his sons and daughters. But David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. I was thinking this morning as I was contemplating and praying on what to read for our opening devotion, um, David and his army found himself in a really bad situation. They had been off, but when they got back, the enemy had come in, burnt the city, taken uh, the, the women and the children captive, and things were so bad, uh, David's own army thought about stoning him. They, uh, I mean, they were so distraught. And uh, David's own wives were taken, uh, and uh, they didn't do nothing, but they just began to weep. And the Scripture said here that they wept until they had no more power to weep. I wonder if anybody here has ever been there. You have wept till you don't have no more power. I mean, you have become so broken, so distraught over things that maybe hit you suddenly like it did David. Uh, and uh, it just taken everything out. And then there was looked like on top of all of that a mutiny taking place where his own man was going to, uh, to stone him. And uh, uh, David could have had a, had a lot of options maybe that he could have done. But the last verse that we read, it said, But David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. And what I felt the Spirit of God speaking to my heart, we've gathered together here, and all of us through this past week, we've come from different walks and different things that we have dealt with, and maybe you have had some struggles, and maybe you have... It, uh, some things that you have dealt with and maybe even you have done some weeping even just, just this past week. 
but you've got an opportunity right now as we come together in the house of the Lord, you can strengthen yourself, hallelujah, and by the spirit of the Lord, because the Bible said where as many as two or three are gathered in his name, he is in the midst, glory to God, and I don't know about you, I don't know what I'm going to face next week, but right now I'm going to let the Holy Spirit of God strengthen me and pour into me, glory to God, let's just worship him and receive that strength that we need right now.
Minds on the Lord here for a minute. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Bless you, Lord.
to do something. My lesson this morning was about discipleship and being disciplined enough to let the Lord have his way and speak to us. If the Lord has got something for you, then he will give it to you in due time. He will correct you. What we learned in our lesson this morning was not to get ahead of God and not to try to lead God, but to let God lead us and to let God speak to us and use us in the way that he would like to serve his will and his purpose in everything. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Mm up exactly with our lesson this morning. It was about discipleship and being disciplined enough to let the Lord use you in the way that he chooses, in the way that you will follow, and, and God will always complete the task. He that began a good work in you is able to complete it. Thank you for that. Thank you. Well, things are a little different this morning, so we're going to go ahead and get our offerings ready this morning. We do have to contend with the business of the of our of our church this morning. So if you have an offering, we'll get ready and uh, while we're preparing to get our offerings up, if there's a testimony, if God has done something to help you this week or to speak to you this week or something that you'd like to share then then we can go with that and we'll go ahead and get the Offering up, uh, brother, did you mind getting? Y'all have your offerings, or you want to use the machine, or however you had it worked out. Go ahead. Yep. 
proves again what we learned in our lesson that God moves subtly. He doesn't do things sometimes that are so, you know, like fireworks and, you know, and, and smoke and pyrotechnics, but he does things subtly, but it has a big impact. And so just in a name alone, the Lord can, can do something, you know, and work in a mighty way. So God is good. Anybody else with a testimony this morning?
perseverar. is and the one thing about the Holy Ghost there is no hangover no getting over you know or resting up from that that it empowers you it fills you with what you need that is the one thing about it that there is no after effects of it except what you do from this moment forward so with that if all minds are clear we'll go ahead and change the order of our service I believe brother Ronnie's got the well, I'd, uh, they were supposed to do it while we're doing that, so I guess if y'all have got your offerings up, if they're ready, I'd, we're not going to have music, obviously, so yeah, go ahead and you know pass the plate or however you want to do it. If there's another testimony or somebody wants to uh, give a word, then let's, let's get that, and then we'll get the, the offering taken care of. It's a little different today because you know we're traveling and doing different things, so it's just a little oddball but hey that's all right we'll, we'll get to it go ahead brother you have a That's right. That's right. That's right. 
That's right. Well, that was definitely in our Sunday school lesson this morning to pray in the secret place that God may reward you openly. So, come on, Brother Ronnie, and get up here and give us the word for today, and let's get into our study and worship. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Welcome those watching by means of the live stream. Thank you for tuning in this afternoon. And our thoughts and prayers are with the pastor and uh, Sister Kessie as they make their way to Arkansas for the convention and the junior camp that's going on. Praise the Lord. Thank you, brother. want to draw our attentions to the Word of God now. For the message for today, I, I thought I had notes uh, prepared for something else, but the Lord began to deal with me early this morning uh, on something different. So uh, I just sought the Lord, and, uh, and uh, He gave me something different to share with you this afternoon. So we're going to go to the book of Romans, chapter 5, and we're going to read verse 1 through 8. Romans, chapter 5, and we will begin reading verse 1. God is good, and all the time, amen, amen. So Romans chapter 5, begin reading verse 1, reads like this, Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only that, but we also glory in tribulations, 
knowing that tribulation produces perseverance, and perseverance, character, and character, hope. Now hope does not disappoint, because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. For when we were still without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly, for scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet perhaps for a good man someone would even dare to die. In verse 8, But God demonstrates His own love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Now I want to draw our mind back to the first two where it talks about being justified by faith. We have peace with God through the Lord Jesus Christ. And verse 2 said, through whom we also we have access by faith into this grace by which we stand. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I give you praise and glory for this service thus far. And Lord, now use me as you see fit. I thank you for the word you have given me to share this day. Let it go forth, Father, as you see fit. Hallelujah. And I give you praise and the glory. Lord, for every ear to be open, every heart to be softened, Lord, that they may receive and retain the word for the day. Hallelujah. And we give you praise and glory for all things. In the mighty name of Jesus, let everyone say, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. I want to speak to you for a few moments on this subject. Faith is the key. Faith is the key. Now, I'm glad that that uh, picture there has the key on there because key is what a key is what we need to access some things you know uh, we need a key to unlock the the door of your house or the doors of the church you need if I had a some sort of chest down here old Tommy key like that you know we've seen chest uh, that uh, might have a treasure or something in it and you need a key to unlock that chest and we well, we've seen enough uh, movies and understand that we realize a, a chest like that might have a treasure and it might have something of value in it. So we know we need a key to unlock that value. We need a key to open it up. I, um, I was reminded years ago uh, we received in the mail something from a dealership uh, there in Lebanon. It was a car and it had a it's a card and it's had a uh, a key on it taped to it and it said come down and see if you've won this new car you know see if your key fits and they promised that if your key fit that you would win that car that car would be yours if that key fit that car and then if it, if it didn't fit I think they promised you something like five dollars or something just for coming down and checking and so I said well I'm gonna go down there and find out if I got the key I'm gonna go find out well I went down there and I walk into the showroom, and I, and I tell the salesman, I say, yeah, I've got this key y'all sent me, and I want to see if it fits the car. And I'm looking around. I'm, I'm trying to find the car that they're going to give away. I want to see what I'm going to win, you know. And I ain't going to I mean, it's in the back of my mind. I'm thinking I'm going to get me a car. i got the key. I'm trying. I've got the right key. I know I do. So I'm looking around. I don't see a car. And he says, okay, yeah, come right on over here. So we go over there to a, a side table. And he's got on this table some, some block of wood with a lock, uh, lock mechanism in it, which looks like it would fit a car. And so I look at that, and I look at him, and I, look, I said, no, you, I'm supposed to win a car. This, that's a block of wood. 
And he's like, no, this is, what we, this is how we check to see whether or not you win or not. You put the key in here, and that's how we'll know. And I, at, that, at that moment, I'm like, all right, yeah, they got me down here. They got me down here. This, this is bogus right here, you know. And so, uh, of course, he put it in, and, it you know, it does nothing, absolutely nothing. So I was disappointed and irritated at the same time. And I said, so basically what you're telling me, nobody's going to win this car because, you know, there's no key going to fit this block of wood that you've got right here. And he said, oh, no, sir, if we promise to, to give a car away, we have to actually do it. He said, there is a key that will turn this lock somewhere out there. Uh, and you know somewhere so I thought okay it's in California and nobody in California is going to come to Tennessee for a car you know that was my thought process anyway but nonetheless I said very well I'll take the five dollars and be on my way <laughs> be on my way but that you know you need a key and I thought about a key you know to unlock I thought about that story but I want to talk today about faith is the key faith is the key that will unlock peace and grace in our lives. We have to believe in Jesus Christ. Faith is the key that is going to unlock what you need in Christ Jesus. It starts with faith in Him, believing in Him. If, you have, if you're having problems today, this afternoon, with peace in your life, you don't have peace and you're struggling, it starts with faith. Faith is the key that's going to unlock the peace in your life. Faith is also what's going to unlock the grace, this dispensation of grace that we live in. No matter how many times we falter and we fail and we get irritated with ourselves, we are under grace. And that faith in Jesus Christ helps to lift us up and push us forward and move us on. We are not who we used to be. We are not where we were. We are moving on in Christ Jesus. And I come to share today with someone that faith is the key that's going to turn it around for you this afternoon. Faith is the key, hallelujah, that's going to open it all up. It all starts with something other than what we're talking about right now, though. There is an obstacle that stands in the way of the ungodly and the unbeliever, and it's not the devil. The devil is not the one standing in the way. When, when, we get to, when we get to glory and we stand before Jesus, the devil's not going to be standing in between us, blocking us from Jesus. He's going to stand there accusing the brethren. But he's not going to be what blocks us from that communion with God. There's something else in that sin. Sin is what is blocking the unbeliever, the ungodly, the sinner. It's not the devil. It's the sin. It's something has got to be done about the sin in our lives. Sin is what stands in the way of peace. And all people desire peace. Everyone wants to have peace, peace of mind. They're searching for something. Now, I believe, as sure as I'm standing here, that every man, woman, boy and girl, is when they are born, that they are born with a desire to know the Creator. I believe that. I believe they are born knowing that we come from something greater than a tadpole floating around in a water that was there for a billion years. I, I believe there's something that our Creator instilled within us that we seek, we're seeking for Him, we desire His peace. Once sin is removed by faith in Jesus Christ, then we are justified or declared blameless before God. Once we get that out of the way, once that is not standing in the way, we are declared blameless before God. Hallelujah. That means we are righteous in God's eyes. 
We are righteous in His eyes. Hallelujah. And we can have the peace that He promised because we are righteous in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. 2 Corinthians 5 and 21. For He made Him who knew no sin to be sin for us. That, that is just simply saying He took on our sin. He took on my shame. He took on the, the, the things that I, that I have done wrong and sinned against God. He, Jesus took them on that we might become the righteousness of God in Him. Hallelujah. I'm not righteous just because I was born. I'm righteous because I went down in a watery grave and took on the name of Jesus and had the blood applied to my life. Hallelujah. Glory to the name of God. Hallelujah. I'm righteous because of that fact. And because of that, I have peace to know that I can go boldly before the throne of grace. Every time that I mess up, every time that I falter, I can boldly stand before Him because of that peace that I have of having 100% faith in Christ Jesus that He set me free. He took those burdens from me. Hallelujah. Thank the Lord. Are you thankful for that this afternoon? Hallelujah. Glory to the name of the Lord. I'm thankful for that peace this afternoon. But there's something that we got to remember when we're talking about peace and the fact that it takes being righteous to have peace. And it only comes through Christ Jesus that we can be righteous and to have that peace. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 7. And I want to read verse, begin verse 1 and 2 and 3. Now this is talking about Melchizedek. He was priest of the Most High. And just to give you just a quick background, there's a lot in here, but Melchizedek was, a high, was the high priest, king of Salem. Abraham went to get Lot back when there was kings that went up against battle with Sodom and Gomorrah. And, he, and they took them captive and wives and their goods. Abraham went and got them back. On, the way, on Abraham's way back from this battle, Melchizedek came and blessed Abraham. And so that's where we're starting at right here. And I'm going to read the first three verses just so you see who this is describing. For this Melchizedek, king of Salem, priest of the Most High God, who met Abraham returning from the slaughter of the kings and blessed him, to whom also Abraham gave a tenth part of all, first being translated king of righteousness, and then also king of Salem, meaning king of peace. We find that's what it means. With Verse 3 said, Without father, without mother, without genealogy, having neither beginning of days nor end of life. Gets interesting. But made like the Son of God. And we're talking about this happened to Abraham. Remains a priest continually. So who does that sound like? Jesus. Amen. It sounds like Jesus. So let's go back to verse 2. And I want to point something out to us about what it takes to have peace. It says, to whom also Abraham gave a tenth part of all, first being translated. First means that came, this came first. This wasn't second. First being translated king of righteousness. Then also king of Salem, meaning king of peace. Righteousness come before peace. 
So if we're not righteous in God, we are not going to have the peace we're seeking. We've got to first be righteous in Christ Jesus or we will never have peace in our life. Come on, somebody. We've got to, we've got to do what's right in the sight of God before we will ever have peace. Hallelujah. It said first being translated king of righteousness. We've got to look, we've got to act right. We've got to talk right. It's still in a book. It says let no filthy language come out of your mouth. It's still in a book. It says there should be no fornication. We have got to act right. We can't walk around acting like society and carrying on and believing everything that society believes and going out and partying and getting drunk and getting high and having a good time and living in sin Fornication is still a sin. For a man and a woman who is not married to have sexual relation with one another is still wrong in the sight of God. It's not right and we won't have peace in our lives if we are not doing what's right in the sight of God. We have got to do what is right. If you want peace in your life this afternoon, it takes being right in the sight of Jesus Christ. Righteousness does not come, Righteousness comes before peace. It comes before peace. If you want peace this afternoon, you've got to do what is right in the sight of the Lord. Hallelujah. It's the truth anyhow. Hallelujah. And I want to give you a proverb that is, that is a great comfort. Proverbs is, is a book that I wish everyone would read a chapter a day because it is great for God in living to help give you encouragement and help motivate you. And help, you, help us to be something that we can't be in of ourselves through Christ Jesus. But Proverbs 24 and 16. For a righteous man may fall seven times and what? Rise again. But the wicked shall fall by calamity. We can try and try and try again. We may fall seven times and rise again. Hallelujah. With the help of Jesus Christ, we will rise again when we falter and fail. It's not that we do. It's not that we do falter and fail. It's that we recognize it and we come to Christ. We ask Him forgiveness when we've fallen and He will help us rise again. Hallelujah. That is words of encouragement today. The wicked, it says, shall fall by calamity. There's no hope for the wicked. They're not going to rise again. They shall fall by the calamity, but the righteous may fall seven times and rise again. That does something to me to know. That gives me motivation to, hey, I don't want to falter. I don't want to fail Jesus. I, I want to honor Him with a life that is pleasing to Him. I want to see Him in my life. I want others to see Jesus in me. So I don't want to falter. I don't want to mess up. I want to do my best to stay in the Word and to always know where I, where I don't need to be in life or where I do need to be in life. I know I need to be on my knees in prayer. I know I need to be in the Word of God helping me in this daily walk. Hallelujah. I know these things. And if we stay in the Word and we stay in a constant prayer life, talking to Jesus, it's going to make not, not falling down and going by the wayside so much easier. It's going to make it so much easier because we're staying in the Word. We're staying in step with Jesus. Too many times we, go, we, just, we get to falling off a wrong trail because we just simply get away from Jesus. We quit following Him. We're led astray. Maybe we haven't told a friend of ours that was a great friend and a buddy that we don't need to hang out with him anymore. I'm reminded, I, I was reading a book on a man y'all may have heard of named Phil Robinson. He, he's written some books. And I read, I read where he had talked about how when he come to Jesus, that you know, 
he knew that he, he didn't need to hang around some of his old buddies and friends. Well, one, he went through what he called the uh, uh, Jesus Witness Protection Program where he just stayed away from them completely, some of his old running buddies. And it's a wise thing to do, you know. But they finally, one of them finally found out where he was living, and they come and tried to get him to go fishing with him. And he didn't want to drink anymore. He was a big-time partying, uh, drinking man. He did not want to drink alcohol anymore. He wanted to stay clean. He, he asked him. He didn't want to be just blow his buddy off. He didn't want to be rude or ugly. But he said, is there water in the cooler? And his buddy said, yeah, there's water in there. And I think he meant it was just when the ice melts, it'll be water. Because other than that, it was a bunch of six-packs, he said. Well, he, so he goes out. And he go and he goes uh, fishing, but it, and of course, the only thing in, in the cooler is the beer. And he starts drinking one after another after another. Next thing you know, he, you know, he's lit and, and going home. And of course, the next day was Sunday, and he was supposed to be going to church. And so he said, you know, he thought he was just going to stay home from church and not go because you know he felt kind of ashamed and guilty. He wasn't happy about it. You know, he, he, he was upset for faltering. So he goes on in the bedroom. Well, his mama happened to be there, and she says, Oh, no, boy, you're going to church. Come on, get dressed. You're going. And he said, That settled that. Mama said he's going. That settled that. But he said he, right then and there, he knew right away, liars are going to lie. Right? So he knew he had to stay away completely from, the, from his friend. And sometimes that's what we got to do. We know we've got to make changes. Sometimes they're tough. Sometimes they're hard. But if you want peace in your life, if you want that change that you have made to be fulfilled in your life, you've got to make some difficult decisions. Hallelujah. Righteousness comes before the peace that you want. You've got to do your best to do what is right in the sight of the Lord. You've got to make that effort. Not only do we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God and the salvation that we have, but it says also, verse 3, we have glory in trials. Glory in trials. Are you kidding me? We have to glory in trials? Knowing that tribulation produces perseverance. Glory in trial. Nobody wants to glory in a trial, a situation that we're going through. We don't, we don't want to struggle we don't want to deal with these things, but you know what? It says it goes to our perseverance. It improves our perseverance. That motivates us to go on. Sister Cassidy sings a song, and we got to have the want to, and we have to have the go through is what the lyrics of the song says. We're going to have some go throughs in our life, and we got to have that want to. That builds our perseverance up. We get so upset, no doubtedly. We get so upset because one thing after another happens to us, but that is meant and designed to build our perseverance up, to strengthen us up, because it goes on from there to go to character. We've got to have that perseverance so that we can build our character, which goes right back to hope. Character is what a lot of folks don't have anymore. It's a good character. There's something to be said when you go to a store somewhere and you give them you give them X amount of dollars and they give you too much back. Maybe they gave you double back. Are you are you of that character that you're going to say, "Whoa, you gave me way too much" and give it back to them? I <laughs> Maybe I have a bad outlook on a lot of people in society today, but I think a lot of folks are like, oh, that's your, that's your mess up. You know, I'm blessed because you messed up. I'm not giving it back. But no, character is we've got to do what's right. 
We've got, to, we've got to do what's right in the sight of the Lord. And if they, we've, we have been given uh, too much money at one time, we've got to do what's right and, and give it back. It improves our character, perseverance to character. We are not what we used to be. Do we have a proven character in our daily walk with our employees that we work with, our family, our friends? What does our character look like to them? Is your character of something that, that your co-workers know that when they contact you, well, I, I know I can contact Brother Bobby or Brother Joe because I know the character. I know that if they tell me something uh, is so, I know it's so. I know I can trust them. I know they have faith in Christ Jesus. I know I'm not a perfect individual. I'm not a perfect person. But if I call and ask their opinion, I know they will tell me and give me good advice. We need a character that's like that. We need that type of character. Hallelujah. So how do our family and friends see us? We should be growing into a spiritual, mature character. We should be growing that way, following Christ Jesus. I was reminded of the three Hebrew children, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They had great character. Daniel was of a great character. When they were taken off uh, to Babylon and King Nebuchadnezzar, he put them, put them over some things, and Daniel was of a good character. So was Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So much so that when that golden image was set up, they would not, no matter what, bow down to that image. And we know the story, how the King Nebuchadnezzar said, if you will bow down before this image that I have created, very good. But if not, then I'm going to throw you in that burning, fiery furnace. And they all said, and he said, who, who is the God that will save you from my hand? They didn't, they didn't miss a beat. They said, be it known to you, King Nebuchadnezzar, we will not bow down to your golden image that you have set up and created. Our God is mightily able to save us from your hand. But if not, we will still not bow down. Hallelujah. They will still not bow down. They had a character that has lasted through the generations and we still talk about them today or how they would not bow down. So they threw them in the fiery furnace and they, were, and they wound up walking around and they wound up being four in there. And King Nebuchadnezzar said, did we not bound three men and put in there? And the fourth, there I see four walking around, and the fourth is like the Son of Man. We sang a song earlier about how God will walk through the fire with you. I thought about that when we were singing that song. Jesus has walked through the fire with every one of us in this house today. With you watching on the means of the live stream, there's been times that you have, have not bowed down to society, that you have not bowed down to, those, to others that, that said you should be a certain way. You have stayed true to Jesus Christ and because of that you have went through the fire and you have not come out with burnt clothes, you haven't come out with singed hair, you ain't even come out with the smell of smoke on your body just like the three children hallelujah, glory to the name of the Lord, give a hand clap this afternoon hallelujah, hallelujah glory to the name of the Lord I'm so thankful today that I serve a living God that is willing to go with me through the fire. They could have been saved from going through that fire. They, God could have prevented that from happening and they wouldn't have ever had to go through it. But the point is, when we go through the fire, He is with us. He will protect us. Hallelujah. It's not the fire. He's greater than the fire. The fire wouldn't exist if it wasn't for Him. Hallelujah. Glory to the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm so thankful today 
that I serve Jesus Christ, who is well able to protect me. Hallelujah. Glory to the name of the Lord. The last verse that I have for us this afternoon is 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 22. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Who also has sealed us and given us the Spirit in our hearts as a guarantee. What are we talking about here? The Holy Spirit has been given us as a guarantee because back in Romans 5, in chapter, chapter 5, verse now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given us. That Holy Spirit has been poured out in our heart. The love of God has been poured out in us that gives us that hope, that gives us that peace. Hallelujah. That Spirit in our hearts has a guarantee that we will make it to glory with Him. That's why He gives us the Holy Spirit, that helper that we need so vitally much. If you have not experienced the Holy Spirit today, I urge you to seek the Lord for it. It is a promise to you. Do not ever go a day without seeking that Holy Spirit that He has promised and given as a guarantee this afternoon. If you want a guarantee that you will spend eternity in glory with Jesus, it's that Holy Spirit. If you want a guarantee that you will have the love of God poured out in on your heart, you will have that with the Holy Spirit. If you want a guarantee that, that faith is the key to unlock grace and peace in your life, it is the Holy Spirit. We need that this afternoon. We cannot go another day without it. The times are changing so fastly. And we are going to quickly, I believe, more and more and more as the years go come past until the Lord shall return, we are going to face ourselves with more persecution for our beliefs in Jesus Christ. It's come, I believe it's coming in this land. We, we have seen and heard about it, talked about it in other lands around this globe. But in the United States of America, we are soon to see the day where we will be persecuted. And it's, already, it's really already going on. It's just a matter of how, how much stricter and tougher it's going to get. But we need to know and understand that faith is the key to unlocking peace in our life and grace within our life as well. To where none of this other stuff, this fires that's going to be coming around, it's not going to matter because who's going to be there with us? Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Let's stand this afternoon. Praise the name of the Lord. If you feel like that you want to use that faith this afternoon to unlock what Jesus has for you, that peace, maybe you, you, maybe you want to just come and pray and talk to Him. We are here to pray with you this afternoon for health or any reason. But faith is the key to peace in your life. It is the key for the grace that is shed upon you. Hallelujah. So we are here to pray with you this afternoon. They're going to play the song uh, that we have been playing. And as they, as they play that this afternoon, we're here to pray with you for anything. Don't leave this afternoon without receiving from Jesus what you need in Him today. Hallelujah. As they play. Hallelujah.
baptized in the name of Jesus. You want to ask the Lord to forgive you of your sin. You don't want that standing in the way of your peace. Hallelujah. Sin is what stands and walks.
Everybody needs prayer. This is the time God is moving. There's no better time than the present. There is no perfect time to come. You come as you are, as it says right now. God can meet the need. No matter what place you find yourself in life, young, old, rich, poor, God has an answer for you.